Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Johnny Mathis croons into Strathmore tomorrow night in North Bethesda, Maryland. I spoke with Mathis about his iconic career of hits, like Chances Are, It's Not For Me To Say, and of course, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hey, Jason, John Mathis here. Hey, how are you? Old, Jason, old. (laughs) (laughs) Take me back all the way to the beginning. I want to know when you first fell for music. When did you get your first instrument or, or, you know, heard your first song on the radio? You know, what, what what was the moment that you got bit by the bug, you think? Well, my dad had six, seven kids before you could count them all. And, uh, of course, he and my mom uh, were uh, partners in uh, wherever they worked, and they were domestic workers. Okay. Um, But... Dad was always a singer, and he played the piano very well. Never took lessons or anything, but uh, uh, I sat and uh, listened to him play for many, many years from the time I was a little kid, uh, two, three years old, and he was my mentor, and he was my pal. I loved my dad uh, just absolutely. He was the greatest guy in the world. We went hunting, fishing together, and we uh, sat at the piano and sang, and... uh, at a very early age, he uh, got me involved with a voice teacher, and before I knew it, I was making records. So uh, that is the, uh, the, the genesis of uh, my musical career is my dad and my, my best friend in the world, yeah. I love it. Is it is it true that uh, you at one point you you know you're you're starting to get some traction in the music biz, but also weren't you training for some Olympic trials and you had to make a choice? Well, you know, like most kids, I got involved in athletics in school. Uh, I was a pretty good high jumper. Uh, my claim to fame was that I broke one of the uh, the famous Bill Russell, uh, the basketball player. You know, Bill Russell. Of he, course. Uh, he had uh, he was a high jumper too, along with his basketball skills, and he had a few high jump records uh, in California, in the state of California, and. I was high jumping, and, and I broke one of his, his uh, high jump records, so everybody got all excited about it, and uh, I got a lot of publicity out of, out of that. But I did have a chance to go to the Olympics as a, as a high jumper, uh, but during the same week that I was to go to the trials at the uh, University of California, um, I got my first opportunity to make my first recording in New York, so... Uh, 
my dad and I said, uh, looked at each other and said, well, you're, you're going to high jump or you're going to go sing. <laughs> so that was that. Uh, the high jumping went out the window and the singing started. <laughs> what a cool story. So if I, if I asked you who the better high jumper was, you or Bill Russell, you'd probably just shrug and say, it's not for me to say. Uh, I say- should say <laughs> that, but you know what? He was so much better than I was. I mean, he's six feet nine inches tall, and I was 5'7". But uh, we're still pals. And uh, we talk about things like that uh, all the time. That is so great, so great. All right, well, let's take take me back into take me into that song. It's not for me to say. I love it. You'll still hear it on, God, almost every Scorsese movie. <laughs> it's all over the place. But um, do you remember where you were when when you first uh, saw all those lyrics and, and sat down to record that? Oh gosh, I don't. Uh, um... Well, then, what about the song? Do you think may, had made it such a, a hit and put you on the map, and, and is still so timely all these years later? What about the song? What do you love about it? I was just lucky. I mean, uh, you know, I was, what was I, 18 years old when I recorded that, and uh, I was in the middle of New York with uh, all of the competition. I was at a very, very prominent uh, record uh, company called Columbia, uh, and there were all sorts of extraordinarily gifted people on the, you know, much, much uh, bigger stars than I was, and... uh, they got their music played, and I was very lucky. Uh, I recorded four songs uh, initially uh, to, uh, uh, to you know, for my contract, uh, and uh, one of the songs was It's Not For Me To Say. But there was also another song called Wonderful, Wonderful, mm-hmm. and then there was the one called Chances Are, mm-hmm. and the one called The Twelfth of Never. And so I did them all on one uh, uh, on one you know uh, recording session, and the record company kept kept them and they released one at a time and I think uh, you mentioned it's not for me to say, which was the first one that they released, yeah, 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 tell me what what makes chances are so special because I love it, but what every I'm sure you're asked to sing it all the time and probably talk about it in interviews all the time too full disclosure but uh there's a reason it's so magical to me, but to you when you're singing it out there night in night out why why is it special to you? Oh gosh, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that uh at such a young age, I had some really good songs to sing because um, that was the rock and roll era when I grew up. And uh, some of the other kids uh, that became uh, quite famous uh, singing rock and roll. But I had studied voice uh, with a voice teacher uh, for about 10 or 12 years prior to my first recording. And uh, I had things that I wanted to do vocally that you couldn't do if you were singing rock and roll. So uh, I was very happy with the the result of uh, my first recording, it's not for me to say. Awesome. Well, those songs are going to echo through time, as well as Misty, as well as, you know, there's there's so many great ones you did. Um, but, but uh, what, oh, the 12th of Never, there's so many, like, we could go on and on, but... Um, I think one of the things I think that's that's kept you around all these years is some of your holiday songs. Like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I think you have the definitive version of that. But A, do you ever get tired of it? <laughs> and B, Or B, does it just fill you with joy to know that you're walking around and all over the country, all over the world, your song's playing next to these Christmas lights. And at the happiest time of everyone's year, you know, you're the soundtrack. Yeah, my dad and my mom made Christmas for my six brothers and sisters and I. Uh, uh, really quite wonderful. We didn't have any money, 
uh, we weren't, <laughs> I like to say we weren't poor, we just didn't have any money. But we had lots of food uh, because my mom and my dad were fabulous cooks, and that's the way they supported the family. Is uh, They cooked for a lot of wealthy people. And, of course, uh, uh, during those holiday seasons, uh, that was the, the, the rigueur to, uh, to have all this wonderful food stuff. Um, but as far as uh, the, the Christmas songs were concerned, uh, that was a big deal for a large family at Christmas. And so f- the first thing that I did after I had a couple of hit records on Columbia was to record a Christmas album. Um, because my mom and my dad were my best pals, and I wanted to do something for them. And Christmas uh, uh, has been very good to me as far as my recordings are concerned, and uh, the ones that you mentioned uh, have become uh, uh, very, very uh, instrumental in my career. Awesome. Now, uh, just looking back on it, when you think about all your, let's say, you know, your crooner contemporaries of the time, you know, you had your Sinatras and Tony Bennett's and Nat King Coles and Lena Horns and Bing Crosby. Um, and even nowadays we get, you know, Michael Bublé's and Harry Connick Jr. Some people are keeping it around as well as yourself, sir. Um, but who uh, was there anyone in particular that that inspired you the most or you were like, dang, I love that sound. If I could be half as good as them, Johnny Mathis will be on the map. Well, Nat King Cole was my favorite singer of all time, still is, and also one of my favorite human beings. He was a lovely man who befriended me at a very early age. Uh, I was besotted with his music and the way he sang. He was a brilliant musician who had, uh, priorly to his singing, had made his living playing the piano. So uh, I was uh, very, uh, very adamant about uh, making sure that everybody knew that my big vocal hero was Nat King Cole. But, of course, as as you uh, said, I had a lot of vocal heroes, and uh, a lot of them were, uh, were opera singers because uh, my voice teacher insisted that I uh, listen to and uh, perform some operatic arias and what have you. So uh, I, was, uh, I was all over the place musically, uh, singing uh, opera and uh, jazz and the rhythm and blues and whatever was uh, de rigueur at the time. Love it. So uh, you just said that Nat King Cole was your hero, your idol. Um, but now that now that you're the seasoned vet and you're the idol of other people, has anyone? Is there anyone else? Uh, let's say either in recent years or just over the decades, really, and you know, different eras of music that have come up to to you and and held you up as their sort of Nat King Cole. You know, has anyone came up to you and gave you that feedback where you were like, I had no idea that I influenced X. You know. Well, not yet, but <laughs> I'm sure simply because I've been around so long and uh, made so many recordings that uh, a lot of young people have listened to my songs. I, I certainly hope so. Uh, and if, in fact, I have influenced anybody vocally, uh, the only thing that I used to try to get across to anybody, uh, especially the young kids who, who want to make a living uh, in show business singing, is, uh, you know, try to find somebody uh, and, and take some lessons so that you don't harm your vocal cords. Uh, that's the only thing that I was, I've really been kind of adamant about because kids don't, you know, they have a little success with one recording and then they go for it. But uh, the more you can learn about producing your, your, your voice uh, properly so that you can maintain it over the years uh, is very important. 
some of my favorite singers in the world that I've hung out with and I've recorded with uh, are no longer singing because uh, they didn't they didn't study voice at an early age. They had a lot of success vocally, but the voice uh, sort of gave out on them, and it wouldn't have happened if they had had spent some time, you know, learning to produce the tones properly. So I'm always yelling and screaming at kids saying, okay, take some lessons, make sure you're singing right. You know, you don't want to hurt your your voice. Yeah, so take care of that instrument. Take care of those pipes. Uh, Absolutely. When I was a kid, the only thing I had was the support and the help of grown-ups. So I'm trying to emulate that in my uh, charity work, and hopefully uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll get some uh, some results and uh, help some kids who who could use some help. Uh, very very important. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, Johnny Mathis on WTOP. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. Bye bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.